last class, we started the topic what? What was our last topic? They, are, they have to open their book to tell me their topic. Eh? Our topic last Sunday. Assignment. Purpose, calling, and assignment. And on that day, we, we are able to trash out what is actually purpose. So what do we say purpose is? Yeah, this is why we are here. Clap for her. So today we will conclude that and then move to our main topic for the day. Depending on how well time operates with us. But before I continue, can we bow our heart as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we have come once again. Lord, we pray that today, through this teaching, Lord Jesus, we will have an encounter with you, O Lord. Father, come and open our eyes, O Lord, to things that ordinary men cannot see. Father, through your word, let there be revelation. Through your word, let there be revival. Through your word, let there be expansion, O Lord. Father, give us growth and depth, O Lord. At the end of it all, your name will be glorified through our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, quickly, calling. Now, when we talk about calling, calling is a more specific term. Yes. We, I want to round up. Last week, we started a topic. Please, can we come forward? I don't want to shout. Let's come together. Um, I started a topic, purpose, calling, and assignment. So, we explained. Hallelujah. We explained, or rather, we learned that purpose is actually the reason for your living. The reason why you are created as a human being is your purpose. And as a human being, our primary purposes are usually three. We exist to praise God or to glorify Him. We exist to do good. And we exist to expand the kingdom of God. When we talk about expansion of God's kingdom, we are talking about soul winning. Do you understand? Soul winning. According to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, where He told us that we should go into the world and make disciples of what? All nations. Having said that, the next thing on our agenda or the next item on our menu is what? Calling. 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 Now, when we talk about calling, calling is a more specific term than purpose. Purpose is a broader term. Purpose talk about the reason why you are what created. All the things that form the, um, the fundamental um, um, reason why God made you is your purpose. But calling is more specific. It's like saying Nigeria and then Lagos State. That is how it is. So calling in a more specific term, it is a stronger inner impulse towards a particular course of action. A stronger inner impulse. When they say something is one's calling, you say that what's your I'm called to be a teacher. It means that there is an inward something inside of you that is always drawing you towards that. That means what that is your calling. So it is strong inner impulse towards a particular cause of action which is often accompanied by conviction conviction means what strong belief you are lost calling it a stronger as when you're comparing it to purpose it is stronger inner impulse towards a particular cause of action a stronger inner impulse towards a particular cause of action which is often accompanied by conviction Conviction actually means what firm believes. Conviction of divine influence. Of divine influence. So that is uh, accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Accompanied by conviction of divine influence. So when you talk about divine, talking about God, talking about supernatural, that's always uh, an influence. God always affects or, you know, um, influences us. He has a way of making us um, hold on to that calling. Do you understand? On, on, in another way, you can see. Hello. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Okay. Now, calling can also include what you do professionally or personally. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. What to do personally or professionally? 
no. can be called in your calling. For example, if you are gifted in teaching and mentoring no. yours, you know, like I do on a weekly basis, it could be a calling. If you are, you know, gifted in singing, worshipping, elevating people, motivating them through your songs, that could be a, a, a calling. So calling, in general, refers to your gifts, your talents, and your abilities. As we open that Romans 8, verse 8. Okay. Uh, yes, those that are called according to this purpose. So you can say there's a strong connection between calling and purpose. So calling is often defined by your purpose. Purpose is a broader term, but calling is a more specific term. Calling has to do with your gifts. If you want to know a man's calling, watch out for the person's gifting. Watch out for the person's talent. Watch out for the person's ability. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Great men in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God has had before ordained that we should work with them. So, talking about good works, we explained this last week. But not, did you, is this, are you sure it's Ephesians 2 verse 10 you read? Yeah. Okay. So, your gifts, your abilities, you know, all defines your calling. But your purpose is a broader term. So, you can say, um, purpose is the reason why you are here, right? The calling is what the equipment, the instruments, the provisions that God has made in order for you to actualize that purpose. Do you understand? Do you understand? Okay. So, many people have different kind of calling. You can be called to, as I said earlier, to mentor you, to direct people, to coach, you know, to disciple. Are be called to worship, to lead, to teach. There are so many things we do. Some people are called into graphic designing, some are called into mass media. All these things are equipment, they are platforms that God has given men and women in order for them to manifest His purpose here on earth. Hallelujah. Now let's go to assignment. Assignment is a specified tax or amount of work assigned by authority. Assignment is a specified tax, tax or amount of work assigned by an authority. So every assignment is comes from an authority, an authority which in our own case is usually from God. Assignment. So assignment talks about the task. So in fulfilling your calling, in actualizing your purpose, there are works that you must do daily, daily, weekly, monthly. That is a tax, and that's an assignment, rather. So in a place of work, they understand, you are working, and they tell you, um, okay, today we want you to fill a file, tomorrow we want you to go there, then the other day we want you to come here, that is an assignment. As I am here today, what I'm doing is an assignment. Assignment, you know, continuously leads you towards your world, purpose. You cannot fulfill assignment. You cannot fulfill purpose without assignment. Assignment is very, very important. So when you are someone that understands purpose, when you are someone that understands your calling, every assignment that is given to you, you take it seriously. Do you understand? So assignment has to do with your specific tax. In this church, if you are working as a choir, that's an assignment. Do you understand? Your calling is your work that gifting, that potential. Are we getting it? And then your purpose is the general reason why you are on earth. Some people, their purpose might not really manifest or show it until they get to certain age or level. But on your way to that purpose, your callings, your assignments must be building towards that bigger picture, which is your purpose. I don't know if I'm making sense. Have you understand what I'm saying? So if your calling refers to your gifts, your assignment refers to the specific tasks you do with those gifts. 
I am gifted to seek. I am gifted to teach. What do I do with it? They say faith without works is what? Dead. So if you are being endowed by heaven, there must be work. That must be output. So you must do something. Jesus was telling us a parable about the talent. They were given talent and some worked with it while we, the foolish one did work buried it. So as believers, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, I want you to know something that you are never born empty. Tell yourself, I am not born empty. I am not born empty. Don't tell anybody, tell anybody you are not born empty. There is something unique. There is something peculiar. There is something special about you. That is your purpose and your calling. But with that purpose and calling, there is a need for you to work. And that work is your words. Answer me. Seriously, assignment. Clap for yourselves. So, assignment. So, as I'm teaching you, I want to in your mind, you need to ask yourself what is actually my calling? What's my purpose? What's my assignment? See, that is all the time you're going to heaven, you know. That is actually what determine you're being rewarded by God. You can be doing so many things. I told when I was teaching us good works. There are so many things that might look good on the outward, but before God, they are unacceptable. When you finish, we tell you what? Get behind me, workers of what? Because you are working outside purpose. You are working outside your calling. The assignment that you are that you fulfill, it was not him that gave it to you. You are you are taking assignment upon yourself. Do you understand? But when it is God that has given you an assignment, you should know that you are going to give an account. So you must do everything possible to work to impress him. Not to impress men, but to impress he that has called you, which is what God. Being gifted as a teacher is a calling. Working as a teacher is an award, is an assignment. Purpose and calling remains unchanged. But assignment is usually what? Temporary. Assignment is usually what? When you complete an assignment in a place, what do you do? You move to a bigger thing. In fact, God is someone that when you are faithful over little things, what does he do? He rewards you with bigger things. In the scripture, the talent I told you about, the, the, the parable of the talent, the man that was given five talents, that did business with it, and made an extra five talents, what happened? The man that was foolish to go and bury his own, that one was taken for that man, and was given to him. So, assignment is temporary. When you are in any place of assignment, you need to give your best, because there is a time frame for it. But purpose does not change. Your calling does not change. Even the scripture said that the gifts of God, they come without repentance. When God has gifted you, he has gifted you. That is just it. Do you understand? And our assignments can also be limited by seasons or time. You don't choose your purpose, calling, or assignment, but you can choose how to partner with God in order to manifest them on earth. What did I say? You don't choose. You don't choose your purpose. You don't choose your calling. Even your assignment, you don't choose. It is God that predestinates it. But you can choose how to partner with God to bring it to our reality. Do you understand? That is why sometimes when we see someone graduate from school saying there is no work, there is no work, and sitting at home, or some that are spiritual, they will they they pray, 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 pray. They will not submit their CV anyway. They will not be like, make a move. Because yes, God is one, is the anchor of your life. But you you decide how you want him to work with you. Do you understand? God, he gives us freedom of choice. We have free will. God does not impose things on us. So if God has told you, you are going to be an evangelist, the platform, do you understand, is to join, you know, perhaps an evangelical team. Then how is going to come? Perhaps who and who are the people you need to start with? It's up to you. When you make that move, 
God in his own, you know, our power and his own mercy will begin to want to direct. Even when you make mistake in choosing a strategy, God has a way of what correcting you. So don't say because I told you that your purpose, your calling and assignment is solely dependent on God. You dance deep, but you will not do anything. You will say, ah, she be my calling, my purpose is in the hands of God. Eh, me have not heard from God. God have not done. Let God, God, you, you, not, you not use God as an excuse for laziness. No. So you will choose how to partner with God in order to manifest these things. You are meant to be empowered by your purpose, your calling, and your assignment, not bodied by it. Your purpose, your calling, your assignment is expected to work to empower you. It's about to work, empower you, to energize you. When you are doing something that is your purpose, you will never be tired. I was telling us that in the service to God, we don't retire. What do we do? You'll be fired. In secular service, in my place of work, and I saw that work in 35 years. The woman is still very, very strong, like if you look at that. I'm very sure that woman is up to 60 years, but they want to retire her. We are going to have sent for party for her, and she's going. In fact, the lady that they, they, they sent to understudy her so that she can take over from her, she's frustrating that woman because she doesn't want to go. She still feels like she still has a lot to offer. But it is a corporate world. The system is that after 35 years of service, you must what? Retire. You can go into other things, so, but you need to retire first. But in service to God, nothing like that. You continue. The moment your retirement date is the day you die. Is that day when God feels like my son has completed his assignment, he will take you. That is just it. So, because of that, it's something that if you discover people, you will see that you will be joyful. When you see people that are doing things and they are grumbling, that thing is not their purpose. Or they might not have discovered their purpose yet. When I actually never knew that God um, was really calling me to teaching, I was always frustrated. I was always frustrated. You know, going to class to teach those children, I feel like, oh my God. You know, but today is not like that. My children, they love me so much. As this weekend now, they are two, they are not like the Monday morning, they will all come very early. They might not be coming any other days, but that Monday morning, ah, come and say they will hug me. They want to see me. Because I ask myself, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Then it's like, even though sometimes it can be stressful and all those things, but this one I'm being here, this morning I had to come all the way to my Buddha to this place. It was not funny. I left very, very early. I was scared. And where I stay is somewhere that very, very dangerous, all these guys. But I just have to leave early so I can be here at the first seven o'clock. It's because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. If I is not in the post in it, I'll just call on phone, please. I don't have coming. Simple. Nobody will flood me. But because I have seen purpose, I see calling, I see an assignment speaking. So I need to do it because I know that last last I must give account. Do you understand? So if you discover your people, and it's very important you discover these things now that they are young. Like, don't, don't see it until it is now. When you know your people, if I have discovered my own purpose on time, even the course I took in university, you know what I studied, I was studying something different. The kind of friends, the kind of company I kept when I was young, I would not be the kind of people I would have kept. The kind of role models I picked when I was young, I would not be the kind of people I would have picked. Now, I'm beginning to drop something things. I'm beginning to block some kind of people on my social media. I'm beginning to separate myself from any kind of places because purpose begins to reveal itself to me. If I have known that earlier, I won't have to make those mistakes. So if you know your purpose now, there are some kind of things you know for when they bring it to you, you will say them thank you. Jesus Christ, they wanted to make him a king. He ran, he said no. He knew that it was not his, his purpose. So a man of purpose, you don't take every offer that comes your way. You don't appreciate anything because it is very possible that those things is a what a trap in what disguise. So please, oh, purpose must not be a body. When it becomes a body, it means they are doing it the wrong way, or you are actually ignorant of your purpose. Am I making sense? Huh? Purpose is not a tight rope, nor a person.
It's not a tight rope at all. God gives us boundaries, but we also have more than enough room to explore and try new things. So purpose is not a tight rope. It's not there is no it's not a, a field whereby you are you are being faced around. Do you understand? It is decided by God. God has standard, God has boundaries. God gives you principles, He gives you rules that defines your life. Do you understand? A man of purpose that things you don't do, that places you don't go, that things you don't say. There is a way you carry yourself, that's some kind of clothes you don't wear. Do not be deceived though, they are telling you that you are youth, so it does not matter, you can wear anything you like. It's not true. I will tell you, it's not true. It is not um, um, old men and women talk. It is, I will, as a youth, if you cannot dress well, cover your body very well. As a lady, let all your sensitive part be properly covered. Cover, you are coming to church, cover your hair. As a guy, you dress in a way that people look at you, they will say, glory of God. We are mistaken, you know. It used to not as does not mean you does not mean that you should not dress one kind, one kind, one kind. There should be a difference between you and people of the world. That is the truth. I will not deceive you people. It is the truth. I wish I knew some of these things much earlier. Telling you I'm not the way I am today. I'll have been fine later. And it's not a mistake that I'm here. It's to guide you guys. So please, 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 please. Purpose is very, very what interesting. God regulates your life, but he still gives you freedom to explore. So, your most important question every time should be, what I'm doing, is it in line with my purpose? Is my calling speaking? Is my calling speaking? If you are gifted, is that gifted? Are you, Jesus, Paul was speaking to Timothy. He told that he should stir up the gifts that was, was, that was imparted on him through the nation of hands. So if the gift that God has given in your life, you see that that gives you any place or any position whereby it is being dormant, you need to begin to ask yourself certain question. It does not mean you begin you now begin to flare up or begin to, but you need to know that something is actually wrong, which is to be corrected. And when you are given an assignment, the assignment should be turned out of joy. You should be happy doing it. And in that your assignment, there is room for you to be creative. What do I mean creative? Now, you are called, you are gifted to evangelize. God is calling you into evangelism. He wants to use you mighty as an instrument to be source, right? It's not true. Your purpose is that God wants to use you to show forth his power. That is the story because I told you that every life is, all of for this world is like a world, it's like a movie. Each individual has their role. There is a script. The script writer is God himself. So when you come into when you come, you play your own role. Your how you play it perfectly, how well you play what you make you be remembered for. There are some movies you watch, some actors say you at the end of you don't know who they are forever and ever. But there are some people, they might not they, are, they might not play major roles, but that's not thing they did. You will keep because it was a signature part. They were so extraordinary in it. So you as an individual, you have a role, you are like a cast, you are a character. In the world, in the movie of this world, heavens, the, uh, in the book of Hebrew, I think chapter 12, I think I'm not sure, either 12 or I think it's 12. We can, we can check it 12, 10, 12 or 10, because 11 is about the uh, faith. Yes, we was talking about that we have a cloud of witness, a cloud of witness. So, the heavens, the angels, the saints, the Abraham, the Paul, the Peter, they are looking at us. The way we are watching, you watch football. You gather, you want to see who is going to score, who is going to perform well. That is how heaven is watching us. For the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, they are, they are what, analyzing our every move. Do you understand? So God has what equipped you to what to fulfill a purpose, to what to play a role. They cannot give you a role to play, they don't have the gifting. If you are not someone that, for example, a someone like me, if you want to give me a role on backboard, to play in, even if I want to also ask him to move, I give me a bad boy rule. That means it means that maybe there's no other person there because it will be very difficult for me. That means I need to practice very, very because I will betray the character because I don't really have it in me to be a bad boy. Hallelujah. I don't have it in me to be a bad boy. Are you okay? You're not in your head. I don't have it in me to be a bad boy. Even my looks gone and so gentle. Hallelujah. So, so someone, someone that wants to give that rule, you must have looked at the person very well and said, ah, this one, you can display. Do you understand? 
Are, if I want to add a movie now, what kind of role do you think I will perform very well? Hmm? Seriously. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, everybody, now that is how God works. God does not put you in a place He has not wired you towards to, um, to operate in. He gives you tasks, He gives you responsibility based on your abilities. That is God for you. Do you understand? But in your fulfilling that purpose, in your going about that assignment, you have the freedom to explore. So you are an evangelist. It's not by it's not by um, it's not because an evangelist. You're not, you're not limited to you just go out and be walking the road, sharing flyers. You can be strategic, you can be creative, and still have to use social media. Do you understand? It is up to you. What matters to God is that our souls coming to the kingdom through you. Do you understand? You can just take out the boss and feel like, okay, I, need, I want to use this strategy to do this. That is dependent. That is all between you and God. What matters to God is what everything you are doing is defined by your words, motive. Your motive, your motive is what God is looking at, not actually the, the action. So if whatever you are doing is being channeled towards your purpose, you have no problem with God. And there is something that needs us to understand as a progress. And that is the fact that destinies are revealed in the place of encounter. What did I say? Destiny are revealed or is revealed in the place of what? Encounter. What did I say? And that will lead us to our topic for today. Because we were running over with the last week. The topic of today is what in a, a, a genuine encounter with Christ. What did I say? A genuine encounter with Christ. Someone should open for us the book of John, chapter 1. We read 1 to 3. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All the things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. This is John. You know, John the Apostle talking. He was describing Jesus, right? Now, how do you think this man came to know all this? In the beginning was the word. Now, in that beginning, he was not in that beginning, was he? The person that wrote that part, that this portion we read, was he in that beginning? So, how did he come to know about it? That in the beginning, he's like you, knowing what happened. Not even before, if it was something that happened before you were born, you say, my mom told him, I told him. I read it in books. This one was something that happened before even the first creation, the first man was created. So how could he have known? I want to answer that question. How could John have known what happened even before creation? God was appointed back for him. So God was appointed. And that is what we describe as one encounter. So when you come to that point where God shows himself to you and begin to reveal big things, things that are consistent with your purpose, your calling, your direction, your path and assignment in life, you call that encounter. So encounter is revealed in the and destiny is revealed in the place of what? Encounter. God does not do anything out of his purpose. Everything God does is purposeful. So when he shows himself, it is to want to restore and redeem destinies. Without an encounter with God's presence, our lives will be unchanged. Divine encounter opens new chapters in our lives. Do you understand? It decorates our lives as angels. Because every great story is traceable to a divine encounter. Every great story, the story of Paul the Apostle, the story of Moses, the story of Jesus, the story of David, the story of Abraham, my own story, the story of Adeboy, the story of Vagi, um, um, the story of our daddy, oh, every, every great story you want to remember in this world is what? 
traceable to what? An encounter. If you want the story of your life to be complete, to be interesting, do you understand? You want people to keep talking about you, talking about, talking about you, even when you are gone. There are many people that are long dead. Do you understand? But we talk about them more than those that are present living. Why is it so? Because those that are alive, they are not doing anything worth noting. They are not doing anything that is challenging the standards that these ones have set. So every great story, if you want to leave behind a legacy worthy of emulation, you must what? Encounter God. Not any, any man, not encounter men or anything else, but God himself. Every young adult and single needs to have hunger for supernatural encounter with God. Every young adult, every single, every youth, every teenager, you need to have an encounter. From the very beginning, I told you, do not be deceived by the trend of the world, which is that when you are young, you should catch crews, you should have fun, you should just enjoy your life. Jaye, jaye, shoplaye. Then when you are now old, now begin to remember that is God. No, that is God, no, even before you are born. So remember him now. He's not, God will not begin to exist that time you are old. When you are young, you understand? God is even more interested in you now that you are young. So please, 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 you should have that hunger. Every young adult and single needs to have hunger for supernatural encounters with God. Come on. Walk and pray towards it. In order to bring to establishment the Holy Ghost revival needed to turn life around in this blessed age. Revival begins with your hunger. How many of you are actually hungry to have spiritual gifts? You are hungry, you want to prophesy, you want to walk in miracles, you want to have word of knowledge, you want to speak in tongues and pray tongues. How many of you are actually desirous of that? Or is it that when you see those that are putting you, 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 you despise them? What is it? Is he only thing that sees vision? I don't even know what he's seeing. Is it God that is showing that? See, what you condemn, you cannot have. What you condemn, you can See, I don't join people to castigate certain kind of people because what they have, I want it. If I see rich man that has money up and down, people are saying, no, say, no, now come and join them. Hey, he is that, he is that. You join them, well, you too, now poverty will be your portion because yeah, you don't like good things. If I see people that are doing exploit in ministry, they are bringing souls to God. Do you understand? And I will not join the public to condemn them. That power, that influence they have, will not come to you. It's too old. It is true. Anyone that I know is ahead of me, I don't, I'm very careful because I want to have what they have, even more. Elisha, Elisha wanted double portion. It's not true. He got it. Jesus said that whatever was that you do, you are going to do. So if you are ahead of me and I want to have more than you, it's not great. It's scriptural. It's the standard. Yes. It's normal. And those that are coming behind me should not be to themselves. They should also expect more. So as you are sitting there listening to me, you should be challenged that at some point in the future, you should also stand in a capacity similar to this. I even do more than I do. That is what the spirit. That is what is called hunger. Such hunger, when it is genuine, it is what we give about spiritual rebirth, encounters and all. Not jealousy, not envy, not strife, not useless competition, but divine encounter. Hunger for the supernatural. So every one of us should desire. If you don't, so if you don't have if you don't have that desire, if you don't have that interest in the supernatural, you are actually missing out. To encounter God means to meet Him face to face, unexpectedly. To meet Him what? Face to face, unexpectedly. You never plan for God just show Himself. For example, um, Abraham. 
Abraham, when he never expected, God came to him. Even Jacob, he was saying something at a point. He was like, so God has been here and I did not know. Anyone that has an encounter, encounter not something that you are. It's always a surprise. Do you understand? But you just need to be what? To be ready. Boy Scouts, we always say, be ready all the world time. You should be ready all time. So it doesn't matter. Just be ready. An encounter involves an element of surprise. Surprise. Element of suddenness. It means to meet someone in a way that you have not expected it to be. So when you meet God in a way you don't expect it to be, some, some of us, we already have a way that we view God. Some of us think that God is blue. Some of us think that God is white. That if God should come to you, that it is one shining white light will come. That is God. Some of us think that God is yellow. Some think that God is fire. So many of us, we don't have um, images of what we think God is, how we think God is. Then God now chose to surprise us. You now show up in a way you never expected. That is an encounter. So we say, when we, when we, work, we come for a service, we are praying, say, I want to have an encounter. God, let me encounter you today. We are trying to say that, God, I want to see you in a way I never imagined. As a way that God will show you his self, we just be shouting, holy, holy, holy. As a way that God will show you himself, you'll be trembling, you'll be shaking. Hey! The way that God will show you Himself, all we just want, all we just say is that what God, you are lovely. Do you understand? God has different ways of manifesting Himself, and when He manifests Himself in a way we never expect, we say that it is what a divine, very good divine encounter. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Now, because an encounter promises something that is unexpected, nobody can actually say that one may have superior or inferior experience over another. Do you understand? You, should, you don't have any right to believe two other person's encounter. My encounter with God is not bigger than yours. Are demonic. Some supernatural are satanic. So you need to be careful. 
are concerned as children of God is divine manifestation. When God, when Trinity, when the Holy Ghost, when Jesus, when the Father manifests Himself to us, that's our concern. No way, Satan. So many people I told us some time ago in a bid for spiritual encounters ended up colluding with two demons. That's why you see some people, they go into some kind of spiritual exercises. At the end of the day, we have to start you know, conducting events on them because they have encountered straight powers. That is not a power of God. So, you need to have knowledge before you, you know, we start engaging into any form of encounter. You need to be well informed. Encounter is out of the ordinary. And it is often marked by some kind of physical sense of the presence of God. So, a man that has a divine encounter experiences God physically. It's not just a mental thing. Physical. Paul the Apostle, when he encountered God, it was a physical thing. Do you understand? And even, even those that we are received, even that something was happening. Do you understand? It's a physical thing. When Moses encountered God, it was a physical thing. It was not just revolutionary. It was physical. So when you have an encounter, it is what a physical. You send the presence of God physically. What did I say? When scripture speaks about God manifesting his presence, it is speaking about the elements connected to his word, glory. When you encounter God, you encounter his glory. People encounter the glory of God when they encounter Jesus. Now, when we talk about light, you know that I say that when you read that church of one down, it's getting to a place, they, they, they start talking about light. Do you understand? That describing Jesus as light, in him that he's one of light men and all at all. Please just read that journal down, you'll see it. Time up and start going to Jesus. Now that three uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to God, there is usually three intensities of light. We have the natural, the natural world, which in the um, in the tabernacle is you know, if you come to the tabernacle in the old testament, they always put light. That one is at the outer outer court, like a lamp to illuminate the tabernacle. Do you understand? So as a woman being the first light is your physical senses, your sensitivity, your eyes, your ears. They are important to God. So remember, Bible says we should guard our heart from other things. See, your eyes is important. What you look at, what you speak, your physical senses are important to God. So don't be so spiritual to say, God, just look at your heart. What you say, the word out of your mouth, you judge with it. What you open yourself, what your eyes see, can bring you into damnation. So your physical senses, you know, are the first level of light, the outer light. They will have the anointing. There's anointing upon there's an anointing within. Anointing, um, anointing within comes, you know, at the place of new birth. You know, identification with Christ, the Spirit of God comes into you. There's anointing. Then we have anointing upon this is usually for ministers, those that God have placed in front line. Of spiritual warfare, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, all those are there's an anointing upon them. Do you understand? They will tell you someone is anointed, this child is anointing upon them. There's an anointing within. Sometimes we neglect that anointing within, we are portrayed anointing upon, but the anointing within is actually more important. It's what identifies as a child of God. If you have the anointing upon, you don't have anointing within. Last, last, get behind the work of iniquity. So that's an anointing. That's, um, that's the one that you see in the inner courts, light of the inner courts. For instance, if to be that if that one has the altar, the light they put at the altar, do that the candle stand, that one is representing the anointing. Then we have glory. Glory. In the tabernacle, they always have ark. In the ark, that is where the sherub. So that place is the glory of God. Nobody, no light, nobody puts any physical light. It is the glory of God. That one that shines through on that place. So this glory, what we are talking about, is the deepest that is God Himself. It's not anointing can be called, you can call it gifting, empowerment. Do you understand? But glory is God. When they say 
fire, pray for fire. They are asking you pray to know the glory of God should when the when God shows what is glory, there are some things that cannot stand. When God was manifesting his fullness and holy glory, the Bible said that what arise, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered, let them burn the water. See, when God arises in his glory, there are some things that we just have no option that to vanish. You see the storm? They have tried, so enemies have tried to enter the storm. But before they get there, they melt. That is God's glory is so, so fast. So when you encounter God, He shows you that glory. He shows you that splendor, that thing about it that makes it so, so, so special. And when you walk with Jesus, what you encounter is what the glory of God. In His assignment, in His preaching, in His relationship, everything about it was showing forth God's glory. That is why when we put it, we always say, to the world, glory of God. To the world, not our own glory. So a man that has encountered God is a man that lives for his glory. You don't do anything for recognition. You don't do things for men to praise you. You do things for the glory of God to be seen. Because you are expected to be a glory carrier. People should look at you and say, the Bible says that he made us his image. It's not true. Some people are not sorry. Now, biblically, encounter is a divine appointment with God. It is a specific time in your life where God shows up on your behalf. When God does what? Shows up on your behalf. It is marked by His word. A place that God manifests Himself is always power. The power of God is there. You will see ministers, they are preaching, they will tell you, wow, the power of God is here. The presence of God is in the house. They are sensing it. Do you understand? And everyone that is in truth, everyone that is connected as well, is feeling that God is really moving. That is what we call encounter. So the glory of God, the fullness of His power, His presence is there in the midst of His people. An encounter with God gives us the boldness needed towards taking active steps towards fulfilling our destinies. This is where I'll be ending for today. Next time, have next week. Encounter with God gives us the words. Please let's open to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8, as I conclude. A fast reader, please. The books of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8. Power. Uh -huh. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall be witness unto me. Both in Jerusalem. And in all Judea. And in all part of the world. And all part of the world. Now, Jesus was speaking to his apostles, right? Now, did this picture, this power, did they receive it? Did they? They received the power. Do you understand? It's manifested. Now, what you need to know is that when the Spirit of God comes upon him upon them, in the day of Pentecost, you remember that Peter, when Jesus was before he was crucified, he denied Jesus. It's not true. That same Peter that was so shy. Like you know, they asked him, Do you know that me? You know, I will say I know that one. He's not, I don't know him you know, three good times. He was not one that came out boldly in the public and was testifying of Jesus. That is what happens when you have an encounter. You have boldness. Some people cannot come out here to stand. Not because of what they don't know what to do. But because of what there is now not being an encounter. There are some things you cannot do today. Not because their priest is not there. Remember, the purpose and the calling of God is always has been before you were born. He was saying speaking to Jeremiah that even before I you were made, before you were in your mother's womb, I have known you. So your purpose and your calling before you are coming to the world has been predestined. He has established. Do you understand? You see, your purpose has been there. The only thing is you recognizing it. So it does not change. What matters most is what an encounter. Once you encounter God, God will reveal. Remember, we say that God reveals destiny in the place of encounter. When the revelation comes, boldness will come upon you. Because you now know that you have nothing to lose. Right? It is between you and God. You now know that whatever people are saying, it is for them. That what matters most is God. You have that assurance. You have that. You have something packing you up. But when there is no encounter, every single thing will be afraid. You know, face, what will 
and what and what we able to say is that teaching is taken. I wonder what he was going to do last night. And you are worried. But when there's an encounter, you care less. Because the boldness is there. People will see you, they'll be like, ah, what's in front of Why? Because of what I said encounter. So my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, if you actually are serious, if you are actually serious about fulfilling your purpose, don't just, just exist, you just exist for existing state. Not to make it, not to make it factor. I want to just exist for existing. When I'm, the, the day that I'm going to, I'm not going to die. I'm going to just go to heaven. Then I'm going to go to heaven. Celebration. Trumpet for the blowing. Even God, you have to come and welcome you here. Oh, that my son. Come. Fresh acid for you. Because I don't, I don't believe my life for nothing. I want to be back. Do you understand? So, and if that is your portion, you need an encounter. It's because it is by grace. Not by spirit, not by my, my spirit. Do you have any question? Do you have any question? So if I ask you, you answer me. So that's the meaning. If not, you don't have any understand everything that I said. So if I ask you, you should be able to answer. Deal? Miss Alabide, tell us. What, how can you, can you connect uh, purpose and encounter? What you have done, and what how are you doing that connection between the two? Talking about purpose, how then we need to get your point. Hallelujah! You know your purpose already. So, So your purpose can only be manifested in the place of what encounter. Clap for her. Someone else, someone else wants to make an attempt. Does someone else want to make an attempt? Huh? Want to try? Hallelujah. So you are here that your purpose and your uh, the encounters you have with God matter because it's in the place of encounter your purpose will be revealed. And it's also the place of encounter that you will receive the boldness. You cannot fulfill destiny. I was really, I just finished reading a book. The title of that book is Destiny. Step into your purpose by T.T. Jakes. The man said in that book that purpose means confidence. If you don't have confidence, you cannot have purpose. So, it is very, very important. And our confidence as believers should be the word Holy Spirit. Can we be on our feet as we pray? Open your mouth and begin to thank the Lord for his word that has gone forth.